The Beyond the Game program is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. TownandCountrySolutions.com. Fearing nothing but God. Joining us now on the BTG studio line is Spencer Traver. He and his brother Mitchell, who's a top-flight pitcher for TCU, they had appeared on our program a while back. And we had asked Spencer to let us know when the book he was writing was going to be released, and we'd have him back on the program to talk about it. Well, that time is now, so Spencer, welcome back to the program. Glad you could join us. Thanks, Rick. I'm excited to be back. Your new book is called 21 Promises, Declaring Jesus as Lord. What was the original spark for that, Spencer? What made you decide to write this book? Yeah, it, uh, you know, from the title, you can tell that, you know, the book deals with God's promises. Uh, that's where the, the 21 promises come from. It's nothing special, you know, about the number 21. That's a, a common question I've been getting lately. I think the reason I picked 21 is because, you know, there's, there's an infinite amount of promises practically that I could have picked, but I really saw, um, 21 is a great number because of the way I was writing the book. Uh, I wanted to write the book in a way where people could could take the time to read it in similar situations. And I thought, well, seven days a week times three is 21. So you could essentially read the book in three weeks, um, or you could just completely blow through it. But the subtitle for Declaring Jesus as Lord, I, you know, I was really sparked, I guess, um, by the thought of how there's just a growing need in, in our society um, to declare Jesus as Lord and to take God's promises for what they're worth. And I saw a lack of assurance, a lack of belief in God being active and present and for us in society, in essentially just everyday in and out life, um, you know, real time, real occurrences, real events. So I wanted to take these promises and relate them to life through stories, through writing, through this gift that God's given me, and hope to bless people with that. Obviously, from the title, the book does deal with God's promises to his children. Give us a little more background, if you would. How do you relate these promises to the reader in the book? I use stories. Um, I, I try to, to essentially mimic what Bob Goff does. He's a fantastic writer, and his book Love Does. He used stories and then related these stories either within the story or after the story to explain a point from Scripture. And that's what I've done is I'll start each chapter with a story. Typically, it's one either from my life or it'll be from someone right around me, someone I'm close to, and I'll, I'll explain these stories. So some of them have to deal with, um, with my journey with faith. The first chapter is called Declare Salvation, and it talks about how I came to know the Lord, uh, how I, I presented myself through that, um, the things I believed that weren't true, the things I believed that were. Uh, other stories include things like a friend of mine, his name is Neil Kerrigan, dealing with brain cancer. Uh, it's just third battle with it. He's just mm. been going through that. Um, he's 18 years old, about to graduate high school. And the book actually develops his plot. It's, it's a significant turning point in the book. He comes in early. I think it's chapter three, if I believe right. It, it's a cool turning point because I wrote the chapter. And as I was writing the book, things were happening in his life. So I reintroduced him in the middle of the book and then towards the end as well and talk about, you know, what's going on? What, what is God revealing uh, as things continue to grow? And also another story that's near and dear to my heart in this book is Mitchell, uh, my brother, who we've, we've been on the show here together before. But he has an injury history uh, with baseball. God's given him an incredible gift there. And being able to tell that story from the perspective of his brother and a best friend who has walked with him through all of it and seen 
the faith aspect that that um, behind the scenes people don't see as much, even though he is very he lives out his faith. Um, it's very apparent. He's very well known for that. I think it brings some some meaning, some emphasis to the story, to God's promises displayed through him, especially as his brother being able to advocate for him. Mm. In the synopsis, the point is made that the promises of God can be especially critical for young people, for for students living in a liberal society. Why is that, Spencer? Yeah, I mean, I went through this, I wrote it, and I wanted to to make sure I was very deliberate with my words when I put this in the synopsis. It's my belief that the gospel is, it's going to be offensive to those who don't believe it. You know, he talks about how there's this idea of salvation, and if you don't put your faith in Jesus Christ, you won't be saved. But however, there's this, this gift of grace, there's the gift of salvation that is extended to us through Christ's atoning work, and that has the power to save and redeem. So really, I, I take that and understand, okay, that's the message of the gospel now. The society that we're in right now is very, uh, I, I use the word liberal in my description, just it's more free-thinking. Um, there's this false narrative of progressivism that essentially just tells us to put our faith in ourselves. And what I'm trying to do with this book is shoot those things down. I'm saying, look, God's carried the weight for you. You know, if your faith is in Jesus Christ, the promises of God are for you, and that means your judgment day has already happened. So everything that the, excuse me, that the Christian does is owed to having faith in God, meaning our comfort, our joy, our ability, anything that it is, it comes from believing that God is real, God is with us, and God is for us. And in a liberal society, that's something that's not looked upon positively. Um, We're more about the, you know, pretty much prettying and photoshopping Christianity up. And I'm trying to just shoot it straight and say, look, at 20 years old, you know, I might not have it all figured out, uh, but that's not the point. The point is that I'm confident and I have a hope in Jesus Christ and in the promises of God, and that's for you as well. We're talking with Spencer Traver, author of the book 21 Promises, Declaring Jesus as Lord. You can follow him and his brother on Twitter at Traver Bros. Or you can follow Spencer at Spencer Traver 7. We live in a very trying time. I tell you, temptations all around us, frightening things happening all across the globe. Do you think at times that God's promises can be perhaps more difficult for people to trust in? And what makes a book such as the one you've written an encouragement in today's culture? Yeah, absolutely, Rick. I wouldn't have written this book if this wasn't true. You know, the purpose of writing 21 Promises is not for me to preach. It's not for me to create a platform. It's not any of those things. It's to agree with believers and to reaffirm the goodness and the faithfulness of God. So, you know, in a society, even in a world um, that is changing, the one thing that's not changing is that uh, everything around us, the temptation, like you said, just evil and sin and how pervasive it is and how present it is, it makes it tough to believe some of these things. You know, some people walk through difficult stories. Uh, they have difficult testimonies that just make it hard to to believe that God is good, that he's present, that he's real, that he's listening, that he cares. So what I've done is I, I've really put the emphasis on, okay, you know, a lot of the stories in this book are pretty heavy. You know, I try and have a lot of humor when I write, but at the same time, I use those heavy stories, those pretty personal stories to reiterate that God is with us through the thick and the thin. It, it just, it's a present reminder that, that he's there. Uh, I think of 2 Corinthians 1.20, uh, where it says, For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him we utter our amen to God for his glory. 
that's a verse that highlights this book. You'll find it in the very first preface at the very beginning. It, it essentially just means that our unbelief in God's promises finds its root in our misconceptions about God. So to reaffirm our belief in his promises means that we must believe with more than just our minds about who God is. We need to believe with our hearts who he is. Um, that goes for everything, any situation that God is unchanged and that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, yeah. He fits into every equation, uh, if there is an equation, I guess. I know you've told us before, but I really love to hear the moment someone repents from sin and places their trust in Christ. Can you share your testimony with us again and tell us about that time when you turned to Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I write about it in the first chapter, and that probably does a better job explaining it in more detail, but I, you know, at the age of six, I, I come from a Christian home, from incredible parents that don't get enough credit um, for just what they've done in my life, Mitchell's life, my sister McKenna. They, they really just led us the right direction, and, and God blessed us with incredible parents. So raised up in the church in a Christian home, you know, I said a prayer, a uh, church service that seemed compelling to me. Um, and I, I do believe that, you know, I, I truly believed in that moment that God was for real. You know, this thing was for me. Um, it's the way I, I, I wanted to live my life. It's what I wanted to accept. But I, I didn't act on that, and it's hard to at such a young age. You know, I don't have a story of of going, you know, crazy off on ridiculous things, but that's okay because it doesn't make me any better or worse. My need for Christ is the same as anyone else's, and I recognize that. And that's my testimony is that I recognize my need at a young age. It was probably towards the beginning of high school and the middle school where I really recognized he has given me a platform to share the gospel, whether that's with one person who's a friend or an interview like this, you know, now that we're here today. Um, so my testimony is just that his grace is sufficient. Uh, his power is sufficient. I know that I'm not, no matter what I get myself into, or even if I'm walking with him, um, I'm prone to fail. I'm prone to walk away and I need the Lord just as much as you do. So that's where I am now. Um, I'm using this platform to essentially tell people that God is good, that no matter where you've been, no matter where you are and where you're going, God is for you, he's with you, he's real, he's authentic, he's true, and so are his promises. Any prayer requests we can pray? I know you mentioned your sister McKenna, and she got her license recently, so that's got to be a prayer request high on your list. And I saw your tweet, have they reopened the roads? You know, um, she she's already had a a bit of an incident. Oh um, no! Love her to death, though. Yeah, she everything's okay there. We got it all figured out. But um, you know, she's sweet. I love my sister. I'm getting to see her here in a couple hours. Um, so yeah, that that would be a prayer request, though. It's scary seeing uh, growing up and seeing your sister behind the wheel. Is there anything else we can pray about? Maybe for you specifically. I would really appreciate uh, prayers that that ultimately two things would happen. One, I would recognize uh, no matter who I talk to, um, through public speaking, no matter what I'm writing, anything like that, I'm not I'm not serving them as my God. There's only one God. I need to be reminded of that daily. Secondly, um, I just, I ask that you would pray that I would remain faithful. That's, that's my focus is everything that I do that needs to be done out of faith. In the moments that it's not, uh, the moments that I'm walking in my own understanding, and that's not a good place to be, as it says in Proverbs 3. So I pray that that would be where I walk and that ultimately God would be glorified through it all. Once again, we're talking with Spencer Traver. He's the author of the book, 21 Promises, Declaring Jesus as Lord. 
You can follow Spencer on Twitter at SpencerTraver7. Why don't you take a minute and promote your book, promote your ministry, tell our listeners where they can pick up a copy of the book, and maybe where they can find out more about what you and Mitchell are up to. Yeah, absolutely. You can order it through Amazon. You can order it through Google Books, I believe. My publisher at Westbow Press, you can use that as well as an avenue. All of those links are linked up, though, through Traver Brothers, which is our website. So TraverBrothers.com. You'll see a tab that'll say 21 Promises Book when you get on the website. And it'll have buttons to click for hardcover, softcover, and ebooks. I want to say it's about 30 bucks for a hardcover, 13.95 for a soft, and like $3 for the ebook. Spencer, I want to thank you again for coming on the program, talking a little bit about your book. Before I let you go, I just feel led. Can I pray with you for a minute? Absolutely. I'd appreciate that, Rick. Lord, I do want to pray for Spencer and Mitchell and uh, Lord McKenna as well. I want to pray for this family. I want to thank you for the work you're doing in their lives. I want to just ask that you would um, keep Spencer both humble and faithful as he goes through this process of promoting the book and doing interviews, and, and, and people will praise him and lift him up. But Lord, I just pray that he would be humble and faithful to you. And I just want to pray for his friend, Neil, that he writes of in the book. Uh, Lord, just... Um, Show yourself mighty in that situation. Give them comfort. And um, Lord, I just ask that you would receive all the glory. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, my friend, I want to thank you again for coming on. It's been good to talk to you. And uh, maybe I'll reach out again in a month or so and get you and Mitchell on together and see how the season's going. Thank you, brother. That'd be great. Yeah, he's uh, he's nursing that injury right now, that last spring, but uh, you know, in God's perfect timing, he'll be back on the mound competing. He's anxious to get out there, um, you know, hoping we can get him out there as soon as possible, and we'd be glad to come on the show. Sounds great. God bless you, my brother. Thanks, Rick. That's Spencer Traver, author of the book, 21 Promises, Declaring Jesus as Lord. You can pick the book up at Amazon or on their website, TraverBrothers.com. I want to thank you for listening. This is Beyond the Game. We'll be back right after this.